0: The now episode of We (laughs) Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. Look pretty thin, lost 145 pounds. With me today is...
1: Donald Weigel, and I don't know what thinnier than thou means, but I'm going with <laughs> like, it. Like
0: holier than thou. No,
1: no, I get... I get. So you
0: get it, I but get you don't get it. I get
1: pun, but thinnier? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know, dude. You get what you pay for on this podcast.
1: Exactly. I have lost about 100 pounds, and uh, I've kept it off for like three and a half years, and I'm here to tell you about it.
0: Yeah, and uh, we only look thin we say that because we look thin on the outside people who don't know us think hey those people look like people who are people but really inside all we do are think about uh, donuts and pizza and yes
1: uh, it's food is just my constant like the thought of food is my constant companion
0: (laughs) there is a song uh i think it was men down under by men at work yeah there's a part where the woman like she's like oh and she Gave me some breakfast. And oh, money. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, And since I was 10 years old, I'm like, why are not we talking more about what breakfast was? Yeah. Is it a continental breakfast? Yeah. Is it some sort of pancake situation?
1: I know. What kind of breakfast did the, I, the man at work receive <laughs> <laughs> down under? I,
0: I have been thinking about that. For decades. And
1: did it involve dangerous animals? Because that's all Australia has, as (laughs) far as I know. If
0: you know what Australia has and what kind of breakfast he had, maybe one of the singers in the band are listening to this podcast and they can tell us the backstory on the breakfast from that episode. But we think about food all the time, which is why we are on uh, year three and a half of recording this podcast. And we have definitely come up with a multitude of ways to manage our desire for food and our desire for wellness, and that's uh, that's what what is happening today, and that's why we are here.
1: Yes, we are deft individuals, definitely coming up with things.
0: <laughs> definitely make things very difficult on us by coming up with. You our... definitely
1: definitely make things very difficult. <laughs> hey, I got that out on one try.
0: Instead of just coming up with what our mission statement is for Walt, I or W L T Place, Walt. Uh, we only look thin.
1: Yes, if you're a first time listener, Walt is short for We Only Look Thin.
0: Yeah. Uh, but instead of just saying what we're about, I have to go back to Men at Work songs from the nineteen eighties to explain breakfast and sandwiches and uh, eating. Well,
1: we we actually did a whole episode based around. It was inspired by at least the Colin Hay song, who was the lead singer of Men at Work. He he wrote a song called "Waiting for My Real Life oh, to Begin," yeah, and we see? did a we did a whole episode based on that. Oh, yeah, it exactly. All comes
0: together. But uh, now
1: this week, hello, we left you last week with a cliffhanger.
0: Don't, two cliffhangers.
1: Yeah, two cliffhangers. And we don't usually end episodes with cliffhangers. Uh, that was uh, its kind of a new thing we're trying out. Uh, let us know how you like it. We only look thin at gmail.com. <laughs> hey, that's
0: my thing. Yeah,
1: I know. I decided to steal it. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Most of my shtick I've stolen from you. We're
0: married, so it's like 50% yours. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, mean,
1: I, can't- I own it. I have a marriage license uh, proving that I own 50% of your shtick. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, but we also left you with a cliffhanger on, I was working a couple of nights and I, uh, I talked about my plan going into eating for those nights and I'm even hesitant to talk about this because, um, it was kind of a weird resolution, but my second all-nighter, uh, happened this past Friday night and it was a weird night. I went into it, I, my plan was I packed food to take to work like sort of like i normally do but i packed some extra and then my plan was to stick to what i had uh decided was real food which was stay away from treats um chips you know candy uh all that sort of sugary stuff yeah gorp your gorps (laughs) Uh, gorp might be real food i don't know it's not raisins and
0: peanuts gorp but gorp you eat on a trail, and there's no trail. Oh, there here. was no trail. No, you yeah. eat it okay. for sustenance. Well, I don't
1: know if they had gorp anyway, so it wasn't <laughs> like a thing. Fistful so, of gorp. anyway, we got into the the food portion of the night, and uh, the first the first like hot treat that came out was Korean bowls, and I'm about to insult a whole bunch of people right now, but I was like, eh, no one's excited about eating a Korean bowl, so I was it, it was fairly easy to pass on that. So I decided, you know, if I was gonna if I was gonna have the calories, I wanted it to be something like, you know, really interesting. And then at around ten PM, they brought in a like donut truck. And I was really tempted to have donuts because they looked really good. But, you know, it was like that was sort of the definition of a treat. And so I decided to pass. And then I kind of got really angry about something that happened at work, and um, I don't like to, uh, to admit that, but um, it really, I was like really kind of fuming about it. And then at around 2 a.m., they brought out calzones, oh. and I love a good calzone, but there was just this point, I was so angry and emotional at that point that I was like, I don't want to eat about it. Yeah, you, know, you
0: don't want to hate eat a calzone. I don't like, want to hate is, eat calzone. That's a calzone. labor of love, not of
1: hate. And so I ended up skipping the calzones as oh. well. And it was just sort of, on the one hand, I'm proud of myself because I I, I was self-aware enough to know that, that I shouldn't just like dive into calzones out of anger and upset even though I had kind of had this plan. But then, you know, it just sort of ended up where I ended up under eating the night. So I I think, you know, ultimately, it was kind of a victory, but it was a little bit, you know, not exactly the way I had planned it.
0: Well, but I think that that is something that we all struggle with the ideal choice, and the measured choice. And if it had been a bowl of GORP, would you have enjoyed it? Instead, if <laughs> the GORP truck had shown up?
1: Yeah, if the GORP truck had shown up, I would have had to think <laughs> long and hard about it.
0: Um But I think the real victory here, Donald, if I may, may I call you Donald?
1: You may. You've earned it.
0: I think the victory is that you stopped before you made a food choice that was going to be regrettable and that you didn't suddenly associate being mad at work with eating calzones and donuts. So I'm putting that in the win column. Even if you ended up under eating and it didn't go as planned, uh, I'm proud of you for making conscious choices. And we are still just going back to Donald's uh, rage, anger at work. Yeah. We're still human people. Yes. We are human people who are trying to navigate our emotions. We are
1: regular human podcasters. Just (laughs)
0: like you and me. Yes. But we are still working on mindset. We're still working on improving our you know mindset around our food and our emotions. So, we're just like you people listening. We're just like you, only we have a podcast.
1: Yeah, we don't have all the answers. We're not we're not fixed. Think, no. Things happen and and there are still failures and victories and uh, you know, w- the really the bottom line is I've learned to recover from them. There would have been a time where I just would have thrown up my hands, eaten all the Calzones that they had. And then the next day, been like, well, I've blown it. I may as well just keep eating calzones and not gotten back on track.
0: How do you walk around work eating a calzone? Like that's not a pocket food, also. But that, I know maybe there's another episode on the size of the appropriate size of pocket foods. I know.
1: And look, I don't want to keep talking about food too much, but it's like our craft service people have never heard of a slice of pizza.
0: <laughs> it's like <laughs> just it was keep it simple.
1: Friday night, the middle of the night, and like they couldn't have just ordered pizza. That would have been fine.
0: So. Now we're going back to the first of the two cliffhangers. There's many cliffs and there's hangers.
1: So many cliffs. So many cliffs. So and hangers. many hangers.
0: But you might recall that last week we talked about Thin Box Zero, and the idea there is uh, we've all heard. Some of us, because you listened to the last episode, heard about the idea of inbox zero. Yeah. And it's sort of this, you know, productivity idea of reaching sort of enlightenment by taming your email and, you know, you tame your stress. Uh, It's productivity, it's success. But Yeah,
1: when you have no emails in your inbox, you've reached productivity enlightenment.
0: Right. So people like Elon Musk... Maybe they don't focus on their emails and they're unsubscribed. Maybe they're too busy focusing on Mars.
1: Yeah, like we, we can't think of one, we can't reference one CEO, like one super successful person whose secret to success was having no emails in their inbox. And, and the, the sort of bottom line point relating it back to health and fitness is maybe you're focusing on the wrong thing.
0: But you know what? If you think about it, Thomas Edison didn't have email.
1: Oh, and he was
0: very successful. Yes. Mm. So maybe inbox zero is the way. Wait a minute. Anyway, Wait, did
1: Tesla have any emails I in his inbox? I
0: don't think so. Man, oh, they're so man, this we goes might need to rethink this to whole to thing. Yeah, exactly. But I was listening to a podcast uh, called Organized 365, and the woman was interviewing uh, a writer named Jay Papasan, who is the co author of a book called The One Thing. And he talked about how inbox zero is really a fallacy. It's not really where CEOs and successful people should spend their time because we're reacting to so many, like I said, things that aren't critical to the success of our business. And so we're relating this because we love making analogies to things. We talked about how in your weight loss, you might be focusing on the wrong thing.
1: So that's why we asked you to ask yourself, what is your real goal? Because you very well may be focusing on the wrong thing.
0: Exactly. And Jay Papasan also said, there are limitless possibilities for how we can use our time. So we have to decide what actions have the greatest impact.
1: So are you focusing on the things that are really going to move the needle? Are you focusing on your water goals? Because water goals are great. Yeah, super. Water's good. You know you need to drink a lot of water, but... Is that really what's going to move the needle in terms of your weight loss and fitness? Or is that a a sort of an extra thing that you should be doing on top of the core things that you're doing? Just as an example, I had some success losing weight on Atkins, which is now called keto. And when that all fell apart, because eventually those highly restrictive diets usually do fall apart, I for years avoided bread and pasta and thought that as long as yeah. I was avoiding bread and pasta, that I was doing something, that this was important, that I was like, you know, focusing on something, but I was completely focusing on the wrong things. I'm avoiding all this bread and pasta, and yet I'm eating thousands and thousands of calories of other food while I'm doing it.
0: Exactly. So as I said on the last episode too, people don't decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their future. But what distractions are you putting in your way to make it more complicated for you to lose weight? We put too many things on our to-do list and that dilutes our goals and we overcomplicate it. And like Donald's goal wasn't fewer carbs like he wanted to lose weight right but what he was just doing is not eating a certain food group but i remember a guy who used to have half a dozen cokes
1: uh oh yeah. yeah 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 those sure aren't potatoes no, well i but i was avoiding pasta and bread so i was you know i was doing something at least but you know drinking six to twelve regular coca-colas like every day and not thinking that that was probably my issue right right and then there was also the focus on like morning workouts. I would go to a gym and work out for 30 minutes and then feel like that was enough, like that was all I had to do and wouldn't, you know, really focus on my food. You know, so it was sort of like go to the gym, work out for 30 minutes, then I'm I'm good for the day, right? You know, I didn't have to think about it anymore. I didn't have to do anything else and You know, I wasn't really counting my calories. I was just avoiding bread and pasta and then working out for 30 minutes, and that really wasn't moving the needle either. So maybe you're focusing on that kind of thing. Maybe you're focusing on trying to pick out the perfect workout outfit, or you're worried about the perfect equipment, like picking out the perfect dumbbells or the perfect fitness watch. Maybe you're hung up on picking the perfect plan. You know, maybe you're just like... So you're you're doing so much research on which is the right plan. What is the right plan that you feel like you're actually doing something that's going to move the needle? You know, we've talked about before confusing motion for action. Yeah. And that all is just motion. Maybe you're just waiting for the perfect circumstances to come along. You're saying to yourself, well, I can't possibly do anything because I I'm, I've got all of these work things. Once I finish this work project, then I can focus on it. Maybe you're just waiting for the right motivation to come along. Yeah. You know, you're sitting around going like, well, I'm just not motivated, so I'm just not going to do anything. And we've talked about before, motivation is a myth. Like, yeah. you know, if you have it, you should ride it as long and as hard as you can, but it does not come along all the time and it does not stay i'm not motivated like i don't feel like i don't wake up every day going hey this is great i need to like keep up with the health and fitness i'm so into it it's just i know that if i don't keep doing my habits that the consequences of that are that the scale is going to go back up
0: well and i think that that is a great uh, starting off point of the cliff that we're about to jump off to tell you about what you should actually do. Oh! <laughs> so just sort of going back to that, we asked you in the last episode to think about what your actual goal is. Is your goal finding the motivation to lose weight? Right. Cause that's not a goal. So we hear a lot of people with very vague goals. I want to be healthier. I want to eat healthier. Right. What goal is that? That's not... You know, that's not a tangible – that's an emotional kind of feel-good emoji up-down kind of thing. Right. But we don't lose weight with emoji ideas. And
1: for some reason, it's a real – like it's one of my pet peeves, people saying I want to eat healthier because it's so vague. Like it's the idea of like I want to eat healthier. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's just sort of like this generalization of like I don't know – even how to define what eat healthier means does that mean you want to add like one fresh vegetable a week to your life well that's probably if you're eating none that's eating healthier like but it doesn't mean anything
0: well and i think too i had mentioned a few uh episodes ago that just because something says healthy or clean eating right that can mean different things some people want to reduce their cholesterol some people want to reduce their salt intake. Some people want, like Donald said, to eat more vegetables. But that doesn't in itself make anyone lose weight. Yeah, so- and,
1: and like there are, you know, the idea of clean eating, it's sort of like Catherine showed me this meme last night where a a guy had posted, um, and I'll put the, the person's name in the show notes, uh, but I can't remember it right now, had posted a meme where – it was sort of avocado toast on one side and it said, this is revered. And then it was Nutella toast on the other side. And it was, this is demonized. And like the avocado toast was like, you know, 33% more calories yeah. than, the, than the other. You know, so what is clean and what is dirty, you know, in the end when you say that?
0: So I really had to get focused on what I actually wanted. I didn't want to necessarily be healthier. I just want I didn't want to feel terrible, but what I knew at my core was making me feel terrible was how much I weighed. I knew how much shame and embarrassment I had about seeing people, my clothes not fitting correctly, like being out of breath and exhausted all the time and yeah. being depressed. What I knew to be true was that I needed to lose weight. That is something very specific. I didn't have an end goal in mind. What I knew was if I lost five pounds, I could fit back into my pants.
1: That is
0: a specific, measurable, actionable goal. So what we are asking you today is to be very specific about what your goal is. Because if it is vague, you will get vague results so for us, we are starting with the goal of actually losing weight. Not healthy, not dirty, not, not the plan, not keto, not Weight Watchers. Right. We want to lose, let's say, for example, 20 pounds. Well, let's just use that as a benchmark. So the question I will ask you next is, what one thing do you know to be true that will need to happen to actually achieve that goal? It's not vegetables or water or taking my antidepressant or making my bed or going for a 20-minute walk. Yeah. That will require eating at a calorie deficit. Plain and simple. It took us 90 minutes of this episode to finally get to the point. (laughs) Eating at a calorie deficit results in weight loss. So the next part of that is what habit will I need to put in place to make a calorie deficit possible. That is tracking calories. Yeah. Plain and simple, no fluff, no intermittent, whatever, no intuitive, whatever. Just eating at a calorie deficit requires tracking those calories to see if you're actually at a deficit.
1: Yeah. And look, we try and stay plan agnostic. If there is a plan that is working for you, if you're doing something and you're like, well, I'm doing just fine, then do that. But for us, it wasn't a magic trick. It wasn't a, a weird special plan. It was just calories in, calories out, eating fewer calories than we're burning every day. And it still is every day.
0: So again, the one habit that will directly impact my goal of losing 20 pounds is tracking my calories accurately at a deficit. And part of that, you know, I said there was only one thing, you get a surprise second thing for free, <laughs> <laughs> is cultivating a mindset to support that goal. Yeah. That means consistency. That means not giving up. That means just keeping on, keeping on, even when it seems hard or that you're not seeing the progress. I knew this time that I just had to not quit. And we have said this before I'm five years into the process, four years into maintenance. I still track, and that is the one North Star guiding habit that has helped me keep my weight off. It is not a surprise. It is not a, gee, I wonder what's going to happen. It has worked. It has been consistent, and it has been the single goal, not making my bed, not journaling, not five minutes of yoga, just tracking my calories. So you might be saying to yourself, That is overwhelming. That is exhausting. How could I do that? It's so I've tried it before and it hasn't worked. It's too much. It's overwhelming. I have been there. Donald has been there.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: It has seemed unfair. It has seemed like nobody else in the world has to do it. Why am I? I'm a grown-up. I should be able to just eat what I want. We know the results we get from that. I know that when I do not track – I overconsume and I gain weight. Yeah, that is and, just what happens.
1: And 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 there are so many more parts to it too about, you know, we've talked before about being a scientist and needing data in order to be able to figure out what's going right and what's going wrong. And I I, you know, we just talked about this being overwhelming, but after a while, the more you do it, the easier it gets and it's just second nature now. But if I didn't have that data, I wouldn't know that if I eat high-carb things early in the day that it tends to lead me to eat more carbs all day long. If I stick to protein in the morning that I end up doing much better with my calories throughout the day. If I didn't have that data, I wouldn't know that... That if I eat around 2,000 calories a day, I can maintain my weight. You know, I wouldn't have known that if I had just been guessing all the time.
0: Right. So the other day I was looking at something online that talked about sort of laying out all of your habits in a day and then sort of quantifying the return on investment that you get from that habit. Yeah. So we had gone back to uh, return on investment is how much energy you put into something and what the actual return on that investment is, (laughs) which is return on investment, which I just (laughs) said. (laughs) So I actually came up with a list of my daily activities. So this sort of goes back to, Catherine Donald, I don't want to track. That's terrible. I don't want to do that. Isn't there some other way? So – I came up with just sort of a list of all the things that I do in a day. Yeah. Shower, make the bed, get dressed, drive to work, uh, get home, vacuum, laundry, hang out on Facebook, Instagram, watch Netflix, uh, make dinner, grocery shopping, yoga, tracking, all these different things. So you could come up with, and I'm not going to go into to the entire list, but you could come up with a list of the percentage of your day that you spend doing all of these things. It's often horrifying to me to see that I've been, you know, on Facebook. Facebook for 6 hours. Right. The, I mean it's part of my job so you know it's it's not really a bad thing. But people who say that they're scrolling TikTok all night or that they're, you know, they get lost in uh, hate threads on Reddit or whatever of just sort of spending all of this time. I actually did a little bit of math. So you can look at the percentage of your day, and it doesn't have to be 100 percent accurate. But you just think about how much time it takes something to do. You brush your teeth for two minutes. You make the bed for five seconds. You you know make dinner for an hour, or whatever. You
1: make a bed in five seconds.
0: <laughs> That's I don't impressive. Know. Whatever. I'm not I'm not here for the math. I don't have like a stopwatch. Oh uh, yeah, day. all
1: right. I'm gonna okay. time you making the bed now.
0: But there's the percentage of your day that it takes to do something. And then there's the joy that something brings you. You know, does it spark joy? Yeah. And you can go through and say, okay, well, I, you know, showering is a good thing. And no, oh, vacuuming has an immediate response. Like, I can see that the floor is clean. That's great. Okay, Netflix is a great way to chill, as the kids say. Yeah. Um, I don't know what chilling means, but I'm not <laughs> sure. Anyway, so but like vacuuming, there's there's certain things that bring you joy and things that don't bring you joy. And I'm guessing... That tracking calories, you're you're just your soul melts out of you. It's terrible. You lose all of your energy. Yeah. Suddenly you're dead weight. You just want to fall on the floor. Catherine Weigel, tracking does not bring me joy. Boo hoo. Yeah. I'm going back to boo-hoo, everybody.
1: I am giddy with glee when I track, <laughs> let me tell you.
0: But here's the thing: here's the, the very sad math, mathological truth. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Language evolves, man. Yeah, we give
1: you the mathological truth here. Chill out.
0: So on the joy scale, sure, there might be many things that bring you joy. Tracking, I'm here to say, five years into it, does not bring me joy. There is zero joy in it. And you might be thinking to yourself, if it doesn't bring me joy, I am not doing it. Yeah. But here's the other side of it. Well, I would say 100% Of my success, the return on investment for tracking, it's everything. It has had everything to do with me losing 145 pounds, 100%. How much joy does it give me? Like in the moment, zero, 0% joy. Yeah. But 100% of my results come from that time I take every day from tracking. Now, do I get joy from vacuuming? Some might say I get 100% <laughs> joy from vacuuming. Do Did I lose 145 pounds from vacuuming? No. No. Did I lose 145 pounds from inbox zero? No. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, no. Oh, like, no. Like- <laughs>
1: sorry. Sorry. We didn't practice this part.
0: So you can look at your entire day and look at all of the things that bring you joy and all of the must-dos. And sure, we're still busy, we have responsibilities, but tracking is the single biggest return on my weight loss investment. And now comes the even more bitter, Terrible nettle-like pill that you have to swallow regarding tracking. You're
1: making people swallow nettle pills? <laughs> nettle
0: pills, sure. You know, it's all natural. People yeah. like healthy, natural things. That's right. So here's the other part. Donald was saying, let's say a normal human gets eight hours of sleep. I'm not that person. I get less sleep than that. But, or fewer hours. Yeah. I get fewer hours. There we go. Few, less.
1: Oh, less sleep, fewer hours. It okay. works.
0: So... On the outside, let's say that I'm tracking 100% accurately. I'm weighing and measuring everything. I'm taking the time to scan the barcodes. I'm doing all that. Let's just say it takes 10 minutes a day total yeah. for all the breakfast, lunch, meal, snack, whatever I throw into my day. Yeah. 10 minutes. And I've actually timed it. I, I did it in multiple Place, WLT Place, WLT Place. I use the Lose It app to track my, my calories. Yeah, and
1: I use the Fitbit app.
0: I tracked, I pre-tracked my day. It took about three and a half minutes.
1: Yeah, it's significantly less than 10. But let's just say it takes 10 minutes. Let's say
0: you're doing like the full weighing things out, 10 minutes. You sleep eight hours a day. Okay, and here comes the sad m- You better be sitting down. Don't be drinking anything right yeah. now. I, if you're driving, pull over to the side of the road.
1: And we're being a little generous because I'm guessing most people don't get even eight hours. So yeah. so let's just say you get eight hours of sleep that you're awake then for 16 hours a day.
0: Okay, so your finger, you're on the cliff right now. You're wondering what I'm going to say next. Did you know, dear listener, that 10 waking minutes represents... of your waking hours. Yeah. If you're telling me that you can't track your food and it's 1% of your waking hours, then you don't want to lose weight. Yeah. You're telling yourself, you're telling me, I want to lose 20 pounds. It is the single biggest return on investment and it takes 1% of my waking hours if you are not willing to put in 1% of your waking hours to 100% return on investment, then you don't actually want to lose weight. Boom. Boom. Yeah.
1: Seriously. And, and I know this is not one of our hard truths episodes, but that is a an extremely hard truth. And going somewhat backwards we want we're even as adults we tend to be creatures of our id we want instant satisfaction we want instant joy and that idea of if it doesn't bring me instant joy i don't want to do it right now right even as grown ups it's really hard for us as human beings to avoid that but i can tell you the long term joy that i've gotten out of that yeah. 1% a day has been worth every second of those 10 minutes a day of tracking and I have so much daily joy I still get excited and have a smug sense of satisfaction when I walk upstairs and I don't feel winded. I still feel wonderful when I don't have to take naps. I used to have to take a nap all the time. You mentioned on a recent episode that we would go to Target and then have to come home and like take a nap because we were just exhausted and wiped out. It's
0: our big day.
1: And I didn't even realize how much my weight was holding me back. Like, we, we always tend to think of it as a vanity thing. Like, well, I'm so ashamed because of how I look in these jeans or whatever. But it really has transformed my life in terms of how much energy I have. And that has transformed my life in terms of what a better outlook I have on things. And that little bit of short-term pain... Of tracking has led to so much long term joy and satisfaction that I didn't know I was missing out on.
0: Exactly. So, going back to the start, what is your actual goal? If losing weight is your goal, then eating at a calorie deficit is the action you will need to take to get there. The single thing that you can do is track your calories. Now, you might be asking yourself, how do I make this a habit? I forget. To track my calories. I, <laughs> how do I? No. If I am telling myself that my goal is losing weight and the one thing I need to do is track, I need to make it part of my lifestyle. Yeah. Donald and I track our calories before we put the food in our mouths. That is the simplest thing that you can do. You have your phone with you, I would say, all of your waking hours. And to say that you forget to track, that is just a habit that can be broken with consistent tracking. And sure, the first week, the first two weeks, it felt miserable. It felt unfair. Boo hoo. But guess what? I've been doing it for five years. I've been maintaining for four years. And it is just part of my lifestyle now. Everything seems hard at first. And it's okay that you don't get immediate joy and excitement out of doing a boring habit like that. But it really pays off.
1: Yeah. You know, what we're sort of saying here is not everything has to be fun.
0: Yeah. Oh <laughs> <Aww>, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and it's a bummer. But, you know, it really is important to do this and to get it right and to do it consistently over time.
0: So it gets back into, what do you want? You want to lose 20 pounds. How am I going to do that? I am going to eat at a calorie deficit. How am I going to track that? Well, I'm going to use the Lose It app on my phone. You don't have to spend 100 years pulling every single friend to find out what app they're using. Are they doing Weight Watcher purple or blue or yellow or pink or magenta? Yeah. Just Go to my fitness pal. Go to lose it. Pick one. It really doesn't matter. Or Calories Fitbit. Or Fitbit. <laughs> just pick one. Go to lose it. Start tracking. It's going to feel weird at first. That's okay. When are you going to do it? I am going to do it before I put anything in my mouth. I will track it. Just start doing it. I have a policy of before I put something in my mouth that I track it. That is all that I do. Because guess what? When I track after I eat something, I forget about the croutons and the pretzel roll and the extra, you know, Parmesan cheese on top. Do it before you eat it. It just becomes a habit. It's going to feel weird at first. That's okay. It doesn't have to be terrible. And again, 1%. 1% of your day, your food isn't going to get cold. Just track. So if at this point you're still asking yourself, like, oh, but couldn't I do something else? Just stop. Like, stop negotiating with it. Stop thinking, well, there's got to be some other way. Just track and see what happens for a month. The worst thing that will happen is that you have tracked data. But, like, that's the worst thing that will happen. And that
1: you've spent 1% of your day doing (laughs) it, basically.
0: (laughs) But it has paid off for us, and if that isn't the message that you want to hear, then, you know, that, that unfortunately, that's what we're saying, and that's what we have to offer for you. I spent so many decades, decades, at least three decades, focusing on the wrong thing. And it wasted so much time and I kept seeing other people find success and sure, there's other ways to do it. That's fine. Those are other messages. Go and hunt those out if that's what you want. But for us, it has worked. It has been sustainable and it has taken out 100% of the guesswork. This isn't a mystery. This isn't balancing humors or finding the elixir of life. This is just data. And the more data we have collected, the more successful we have been. And it is worth 1% 1% of our day to get 100% return on our investment. What are you focusing on? What do you actually want? Not what emotion do you want, but what actual tangible result do you want? If you want to lose weight, this is the way to do it. And to do it accurately matters.
1: And that is that. (laughs) (laughs) If you've been listening to this episode, you are clearly focusing on the right thing, and thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. Uh, All of our episodes are available wherever you found this one, and as always, you can also find them on our website, weonlylookthin.com.
0: Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on Join Our Support Group to find out more about Wolt Place, W-O- lt place it is an online accountability and support group for women based on facebook that's right facebook you've heard of it it's like myspace but newer um (laughs) it's like tiktok but older i don't know it's one of those yeah yeah um but you can find
1: out more about (laughs) it's like tiktok but older for for oldie people i believe that is their slogan too yeah facebook it's like tiktok but older
0: Um, but you can find out more about our two subscription options. We have a monthly subscription uh, with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if it is right for you.
1: And you can also find us on the socials. Speaking of things that are like TikTok but older, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at we Only Look Thin. And you can also reach out to us a good old-fashioned email at weonlylookthin at gmail dot com. We'd like to hear from you.
0: Yeah, and we have not hit inbox zero uh, on we only look thin at gmail.com. oh no. We have inbox a lot. and uh, so, we, we will get back to you when we can. We appreciate that and your patience, also. <laughs> yes, we will
1: eventually answer your questions. So if you have uh, if you have episode ideas from us for us, we would love to hear them. If there are things that that we don't talk about enough that you'd like to hear more about, if there are things that we talk about too much that you want us to stop talking about, uh, all of those things are valid reasons to email us. Uh, please reach out. We appreciate it.
0: And if you have one percent extra part of your day that you can actually probably even less than one percent, probably. 0%. Probably, yeah, 1%, much less. Uh, part of your day, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It matters in search results when other people are trying to find uh, inspirational podcasts to listen to. Uh, the more ratings and reviews we have, the more we show up in search results, and that matters.
1: And it makes us feel good when you say nice things about us. It sure and does. And you want us to feel good, don't you? Sure. <laughs> So, if you're still wondering where you can get the mathological truth, <laughs> just remember that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration. Inspiration-ation-ation. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.
0: I ruined this episode, you're editing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>